Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a global original podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Coming up on today's show, we have a confession from a dad shooting monsters... More time to receive some cheap therapy. We're going to be talking about what it means to be a masculine father. And of course, JK has got new tech. Shh, don't tell your mum. All that and more coming up on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Um, Just a quick tease for the tech. We're talking coffee today. Oh my God, I started drinking coffee. Yes. Did I tell you this? Yes, yeah, no. Well, I had an, I had an inkling from, from seeing your socials and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I just thought, because we're still in lockdown, currently recording this on the 20th of January, 2021, and I thought, what are people doing at the moment? So I'm with the tech stuff. I'm trying to I'm trying to gauge what people are doing. So last week we talked about the Epsom EF12 projector. So mm-hmm. a proje- you know, having a projector night, a movie night in your house is brilliant. Yeah, check out. I've last- remortgaged the house and I've uh, put in a deposit for one. Nine hundred ninety-nine <laughs> quid. They've gone down. Oh, they've yeah, gone yeah, down. Gone down. But it, honestly, it's an investment. <laughs> um, and so I thought, and, and we're all staying in at the moment. So I, there was a choice of two today. So I was either going to go for coffee makers or draft beer things. <laughs> oh, but we'll save that for next so week. So we'll save that for next week. So um, yeah. we're talking coffee uh, towards the end of the podcast today. Well, that's helpful because I'll tell you why really quickly and then we'll move straight on to yeah, yeah. the confession. But my coffee, so as a coffee drinker, I'm a bit f- like fussy. I don't really like really strong coffee. Like I'm not into I wouldn't ever drink an espresso at the minute. So, but what I do, Jen bought me this, um, a milk frother. Oh, we've got a frother? Yeah, yeah. which is really good. It's from... It's yours. Remember. It's yours. That one where you just pl- is you, you just keep plunging is it. One of those frothers. No, no, no. Pour it in. Press the button. Oh, you've got a proper frother. Later. Oh no, we've got a manual frother. Yeah, it's called really Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is I'll get like a little bit of coffee in the bottom of the thing for a coffee machine, which we got for Louis for Christmas because he likes an iced frappe or whatever the hell oh, yeah, young, yeah. young kids are into. These whippersnappers. Um, yeah, it's like freezing cold outside, and he's like mixing up ice with coffee. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Um, anyway, and then um, so I have a little bit of coffee in the bottom, and then I just pour in a load of milk froth. Nice, but it's a bit of a process. So I'm yeah. interested to know what it's going to be. Well, shall I give I you the stream again? I know I, I'm giving too much away. Shall I give you the top line of this no, this tech? No, no, no. no listen, save it. No, 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 because it will make you want to listen more. Uh, so this is the, the the top tech headline for what we're going to talk about later on. Set your temperature, volume, and intensity just the way you like it. Ooh. You see? Even for fussy twats like yeah. you, this I coffee know, machine all, is brilliant. I, I'm also thinking I need something for the office. Well, oh, yes. Is coffee bad for you? No, no not in moderation. 
No. Right. No, I think it's... Like two, two a day, that's all right, isn't it? I, I usually drink about two, yeah. So I have one in the morning, yeah. always have my morning coffee, and I have one at work. So I have one yeah. about seven-ish, eight-ish, and one about quarter past four, five-ish. Right. That's all I have. Because yeah, you, you don't want to be, we don't really buzzing your tits off, do you? That's the other thing. Well, I have a lot of milk. That's that's the trouble. I just think it's not going to be the milk side of it. A lot of milk. Yeah, but because I, I, I like the quick hit, quick hit of a coffee, but I hate it when you go overboard and you feel like you've got you've got really bad breath and a headache. Nothing worse. Mm. Nah. No. My my brother is mega into coffee. He's uh, he's made his own grinder. He's made he's, his own grinder. Yeah, really. Like I think he used an old. Um, what was it? Like a steel drum he got from someone. Anyway, I don't know, but he's made his own grinder. Like quite a big one. And he he does it all himself. He wants to... He's, taught, he's a scientist, my brother. Uh, uh, very okay. kind of chap. Uh, yeah, yeah, very... What's, like, what's, what's your brother's name? Yeah, his name's Henry. But <laughs> do you know what? Fun, <laughs> funnily enough... Yeah, funnily enough... I've, I think I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but he he's dissertation. He's he's a PhD, so technically he's uh, a doctor, he's, Henry. Okay, Henry. Yes, got uh, a good good vision <laughs> of him now. Yes, good picture. <laughs> but he, I tried to read his dissertation for his PhD once, and I couldn't. I couldn't. It wasn't. That I didn't understand the first sentence. It's that I I was incapable of actually deciphering what how to read the words. <laughs> So it wasn't that I had no understanding of it. I mean, I didn't have any understanding. I couldn't even read. I was like, I don't even know what this says. Yeah, yeah. I can, you know, phonetically sound it out. Still couldn't do it. Is it like when a script comes up for me and the word phenomenal's on it? I can't even say phenomenal. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Exactly like that. Phenomenal. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well done. You nailed it. Okay, so um, well, uh, I can't believe Henry made his own grinder. That's what anyway. Henry Henry is doing. Henry is making the most of lockdown, isn't he? Um, anyway, is he, is anyway, he, hang on, wait there. Has he got a wife? Yeah, he's got a wife. He's got a kid. Yeah, what's the what's yeah. his wife called? Well, weirdly, Jen. <laughs> so your brother's wife is called Jen. Yeah, as well as my Jen and my mum. Oh my god, my mum set up a WhatsApp group the other day. <laughs> How do you know what you're doing with this? I was like, this is this is really weird. But she set it up calling the boys and Jens. Because <laughs> obviously she had my Jen and his Jen. Oh. Anyway. Well, Henry, Henry, where are you going now? Uh, Jen, I'm just going down to um, the lab to make a coffee grinder. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. All right, then. Yes, yes. Also, so the, the, to finish that story, he he was he's talked like, when he's finished his science career, yeah, which is always a little bit in doubt because it's science. But um, he he's talked about opening up a, like a little coffee stand or coffee shop and things like that. So he's big into his coffee. But just going back to my mum's WhatsApp group, do you know what she did? She set this WhatsApp group up right, yeah. and the first message she said was informing us about a WhatsApp scam <laughs> that my dad had seen, had heard on the radio. And I Googled it. It's from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of when my dad joined a WhatsApp group and he basically, he typed out the first message. So we'd all been sending messages for like months, I think it was. And but I kind of, I kind of just piped in and said, can I just check? Because obviously I live in I live in London and my, my my family live in Worcestershire. So I said, can I just pipe in for a second? Could, 
is dad alive? Does anyone know? Is he all right? Is he dead? Can <laughs> someone just tell me? And then I could see dad typing. So this like <laughs> this is six, seven months in the waiting. So dad's <laughs> typing. So you know that thing where he types and then he stops and then you wait yeah. for 20 minutes and nothing's coming. Yeah. So I'm like, dad's, dad's on it? No, he's not on it. 20 minutes later. So I'm, I'm messaging going, dad, earth calling dad. And then the message came in with... Hello plus all plus how plus R plus you plus all. <laughs> then, then he went PS plus how plus do plus you plus turn plus the plus off. <laughs> <laughs> he basically couldn't know where spacebar was. <laughs> Genius. So we just use a plus instead. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you know what WhatsApp need to do? They need to change it. Oh. So where it says like JK is typing or dad is typing, they need to say like, if it goes over like 30 seconds worth of typing, it needs to change to still typing. <laughs> <laughs> and then if it's over three minutes, still, still, still. typing. And if it's, if it's even longer, um, this will take a while to put your phone down. Yeah. <laughs> Come back in 20 minutes. <laughs> Go and have a anyway, <laughs> We best move on. We've yeah. got a great confession coming up after this. But remember that if you want to get in touch, you can do it at the Dadsnet on social media or at JK Jason King or head over to dadsnet.com and you can check out what we've got going on on the website as well. You can get in touch. You can send us an email. You can send us a confession. We'd love to hear from you and your WhatsApp stories. Right. Ooh. Well done. Good job there. Confession next. So, um, welcome to the dads. The dad. We, what are we again? There's so many. I'm working on so many podcasts at the moment. I haven't got the a bloody clue. Uh, this is Don't Tell Your Mum, which is a podcast for dads, a very fine one at that. And every week we um, basically ask for your confessions, your dad confessions, where you can confess all and hopefully you will seek forgiveness from myself, JK, and my very good friend, Al. There you go. And this is a really good one. It's really interesting. Um, uh, what I love about it is that it's from an American dad. Ooh. Uh, because I just like the fact that we reach people in America as well. So oh, yeah. Listening from the States, welcome. Howdy, partners. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't deter them, Jay. Sorry. <laughs> Not all Americans are cowboys. Can I just say know? as well, if you're listening in the States, I love both your kinds of music. Country and Western. <laughs> <laughs> What's that off? What is that off? Oh, it's oh, the Blues it's Brothers. You. No, it's the Blues it's Brothers. You. What kind of music do you like? Oh, we like both kinds. No, what kind of music do you play here? Oh, we play both kinds. Country and Western. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, if you're listening and you're in America, I, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, I, I say that I'm presuming this this dad is from America, and it will become apparent why. And then I've got a very interesting question for you afterwards as a result of this one. Okay, okay, are you ready? Here we go. <coughs> oh, I feel quite excited. Um, dear Al and J.K. <coughs> Hang on a minute. Um, <coughs> d- Al, stop typing. He's dying. <laughs> Jeez. Dear Al and J.K. When my kids were four and three, one night they would not fall asleep. The reason they gave was because there were monsters outside the bedroom window. After about two hours of frustration and attempting to logic with two children, I went to my safe and retrieved my .22 Remington rifle. 
We lived on six acres bordering another 500 acres of wilderness. I walked out my back door and fired one single bullet into the dirt hill. I walked back inside and promptly advised both my children and my wife that the monster was now dead because I've shot it in the head. I made sure to emphasise this to my kids. Five minutes later, they were snoring away. My dad thinks I'm a genius. My mum thinks I'm nuts. Is that it? That's it. What the fuck? Um, I, I, some, so, of these, some of these confessions are getting weird, more weird and even more weird. <laughs> really weird. It's good, though. So there's two things here. First, my first question is, uh, the, the principle of this, do you agree with, i.e., not just saying, don't be ridiculous, monsters aren't real, and like battling with them all night over that. And I actually had this last night with Ted, weirdly, but it was about ghosts, actually. Um, or do you tell him that ghosts are real, but don't worry, because I'm going to go and sort them out? <laughs> well, I think you know the answer to that question, really, don't you? Come on. <laughs> I, I, I know, because obviously we live in the UK, and I listen, I, I lived on a, I don't know if you know, I lived on a farm. But, and, we, and we, you know, we had shotguns back then. Well, I didn't, but they were, you know, locked away and they, they had to have a license, blah, blah, blah. But I never, ever saw my dad get a shotgun out or shoot anything, you know. We had air rifles and stuff like that, but... And actually, no, my, no we didn't. My, my mate Luke had an air rifle, and I went with him once. He wanted to go and shoot rabbits. And I remember... This is a true, true story. I... He gave me his, he gave me the the air rifle. He went right. There's one there. Shoot it. Shot it. I heard the noise that the rabbit made, and that was it. After that, I never ever wanted to do anything like that ever again. Really? It was horrific, absolutely horrible. Um, so and I, so I just I don't I can't comprehend the relationship that that they have in the states with guns. And I know it's for them over there. It's normal. I just can't comprehend this. Pop, you know, pop out, pop wherever he goes and gets it from, fires a shot in the air, <clears throat> and you know, and then I just, I just don't get it. It's becoming more and more polarized, though, isn't it? It feels like it is from an outsider's perspective, but it's becoming more polarized over there. It definitely feels like uh, more and more people are kind of saying, "Let's just have no guns," because then there wouldn't be any gun crime. And yeah. then there's other people going, "No, it's my absolute right under the." what is it, Second Amendment or yeah. something, to defend myself and whatever else. Um, and it feels like there's not really much middle ground. Um, but, it, I mean, it's fascinating. It, I find it absolutely fascinating how they, can, you know, you can just literally walk into Walmart and buy, buy a gun. gun. Yeah. Insane. It is crazy. Um, but, no, I, I, I can't. I can't forgive that. I can't. I just really? can't. No, I just I think it's kind of fun. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> why don't you? Okay, why don't you just go out and why don't you go and go? Okay, kids, don't worry. I've seen the monster. I'm I'm your big bad strong dad. I'm going out now and I'm going to go and sort him out. So yeah. go into the shed and get, get I don't know, get a stick and bang the walls. <laughs> then come back in with your hair ruffled and go. I've done it. Yeah, He's gone. <laughs> it was tough, but I did it. <laughs> Don't worry. He, he landed a lucky punch, but you know, you should see him. But don't worry, I gave him a Chinese bird and he ran. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, yeah, there is that. I can just imagine, like, the, the British version of this is like, I can always see Ted, right? He's in his bedroom. I said, Don't worry, Ted, I'll sort the monster outside your bedroom. I'll go outside and I'll just be like, Get off my land! And like, like shouting, Bang! Bang! He's gone! <laughs> <laughs> like complete opposite version. <laughs> what you sounded like there was my dad when he used to 
when he used to when he used to bollock people for for dogs coming on his land. <laughs> he goes, get off my land! I'll shoot him. <laughs> he were worrying my sheep. <laughs> we we used that's a very that reminds me very much of a story. I used to play for uh, lots of different football teams in my time, but one in particular was possibly the poshest village in the town that I live in, which is a very posh town, like generally speaking. It's called Royal Tunbridge Wells. Oh, raw. And, Just um, put royal in front of yeah. anything, it could be posh. And, and, I was, and I was playing for this team of a, of a village on the outskirts. And um, so everyone there was, we were quite a good team actually, but most of them were from quite well-to-do, well-spoken backgrounds. And we were in these leagues, which were kind of all across Kent and, and, um, and East Sussex as well. And uh, and it, so we, we come across quite well. How do you say rougher teams, right? Hey, the ruffians, <laughs> yeah, the ruffians from from the lower classes. Well, I'm pretty anyway, sure. One you... time we were playing, we were playing this team, and they were like hard as nails. They were like absolute thugs, basically. <laughs> and um, and this dog ran onto the pitch. Okay, and most people would just be like, oh, whatever. Like someone will get it. It's fine. We'll just pause the play. Anyway, one of these other guys on my team, who was obviously from a very posh background, was running around going referee. Referee, there's a dog on the pitch. There's a dog on the pitch. <laughs> it's really well spoken in the context of one of the roughest teams we're ever going to play against. And they're just looking at him going, who, who is this? Who's doing this? It was good times. It was good times for me. Fond memories of that team. Henry, get off the pitch. <laughs> Henry the scientist is on the pitch. <laughs> What is this four-legged thing? What sort of dog is this? It's, n- it's not a King Charles Spaniel. <laughs> is it pure breed? <laughs> it seems to be a mongrel. Is it pedigree? <laughs> it's, just, it's just done a poo on the pitch. Anyone got bags? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, anyway, from my point oh, of view, dear. unforgiven. Well, I quite like the sentiment behind it, but I'm probably erring on the side of I wouldn't have a gun, so... Unforgiven. Am I, am I sitting on the fence? No, you can't sit on the fence. Uh, well, if you sit on the fence, it's still unforgiven because I win by the, the, the majority of the vote. All right, well, I forgive him and then we can just have a draw. Okay, right, fine. Uh, send in your confessions. Uh, thedadsnet.com, there is a podcast section. Submit there. Any of your confessions we're happy with. Um, you can remain anonymous, so don't worry about that. And believe it or not, you have got dad's honour, all right, because we promise that we won't mention it or just don't leave your name on it. Simple as that. And change your email address. You know what to do. Uh, go and check it out. Dadsnet.com. Right next. <laughs> Next up, we're going to be having um, some free therapy just to vent and get a little bit off our chest uh, from the nightmare that is living with our partners full time during lockdown. Um, Al Ferguson is the guy that said that. Al Ferguson, just so you know. All right. Cheers. Father therapy time, and is it father therapy? Or are we calling it family therapy? I suppose it's a bit of both, isn't it? It could be a family father. It's basically, therapy. just dad therapy, really. Yeah, it? It, yeah but, it, but dad therapy doesn't sound as good as father therapy, does it? It's the mm. is it the alliteration? Is that right? Yeah, it could be. I like that. Could you're, be. You're the teacher. Well, you were the teacher. Anyway, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna dive straight in with this, Go. and um, I don't think we're gonna be very long on it, but. We've had a bombshell in our house this week because the kitchen has been my domain to tidy up. And actually, I've been 
credited with being able to do it very quickly and very efficiently in, in the last few weeks. So people, have, you know, people, i.e. Jen and Louis, are saying that I do it very well. Although, <laughs> Funny the that. dishwasher... <laughs> Recently, yeah. <laughs> this could be your job, Al. You're Al, you, you're um, really good at cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> you should do it more. Right. Daft well, recently, <laughs> she's going backtracking a little, little bit with regards to the dishwasher. Okay. Now, I have a big issue with how Jen stacks the dishwasher. A big Ongoing. issue. Ongoing. With how she stacks the dishwasher. And I think it's, I think it's, a lot of people can relate, a lot of dads can relate to this, right? Because what tends to happen is Jen just picks everything up and shoves it in wherever she can find it. She doesn't kind of stack the plates in a nice order. She doesn't put the bowls in the right bowl place. She, she just chucks the knives and forks in. Yeah. The other day, she had the nerve to say that I'd done it wrong, right? And now she's threatening me with taking it away from me. No. And I'm not happy about it because I do it more efficiently. It is much better. Like, dishwashers are also a bit hit and miss. Like, I would say they're never 10 out of 10. I would say with every wash, there's always going to be one, possibly two items that might have something left on it, a mark, a smear, whatever. She's determined to blame me for that. There is, I've just done a quick search online for uh, men versus women dishwasher stacking. And uh, granted, this is a, I won't give the website, but this website, I think they are all, they're like cars. They're men that like cars. So <laughs> you no. can roughly figure out what's going to um, what's gonna come out here. Uh, uh, yes, so basically someone has put in this, this uh, uh, it's a forum. Why can't women stack dishwashers? Question mark. And so uh, it was C8PPO that uh, that posted it. And uh, Tony comes back with, uh, I too can confirm uh, an alarming inability of uh, the female of the species to utilise crockery cleaning automated devices. <laughs> In my particular example, said female believes that one cooking device, a pan for instance, is far more valuable than 10 plates. As such, this cooking device fills the bottom drawer and remains 10 plates in the re- and, and and there remains 10 plates in the regularly more commonly used sink. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This so basically a, a rude cherub comes on and says lack of spatial awareness boys I think however they make up for it <laughs> they make up for it in, in other directions I don't know what that means but I probably do <laughs> Uh, don't it's an endless source of frustration matched only by her tendency to stack dirty crockery in the sink oh my days isn't that the most ridiculous thing she in just my- piles it in the sink I pile it next to the sink in my house I am the dishwasher says Cal <laughs> they get confused if they have to migrate too far from the sink. I think that's a bit wrong. That's sexist. That you know, that's horrible. Who said that? No. Name like Sherman. I'm See, not- I don't even want Jenny in the kitchen unless she's cooking. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, another thing, when what frustrates me the most, the final bit on this, is when they are stacked incorrectly, and then and then I'm pulling them out, or me and Charlie, are, you know, unloading the dishwasher together. And she goes, oh, look, look at that. There's one there that hasn't washed properly. Still got baked bean juice on it. I'm like, that's because it's not been stacked properly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's, 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 it's an ongoing issue, but it's taken a turn for the worse this week. And I just need to let it out because the outcome of this, I, I don't know where we're going to end up, but I can report back next week. One guy actually but I do went feel to, a little bit better. here we go. One guy actually went to the hassle of, uh, uh, unplumbing the dishwasher and taking it out and selling it because he was sick to death of his kids and uh, his wife 
putting uh, putting stuff in the sink and not in the dishwasher. So he's like, mm. right, no one's using it. I'm unplumbing it and I'm selling it. <laughs> that that's it's when you know it's gone a bit too far. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's easy, mate. Maybe he needs some therapy. <laughs> well, see, good. They're talking about it. At least we it feels feels good. Feels a lot better. So we'll leave that there, and um, it'll come back round every year like it always does. What do we do next? Coming up next, we're going to be talking about masculine fatherhood. I heard this phrase recently, and um, it just got me thinking, like, why would we label fatherhood masculine at all? Like, to me, it's just kind of fatherhood. So I thought it'd be interesting just to discuss it a little bit about what, what masculinity might mean, and perhaps whether the term is kind of out of date now. Are these the two guys that just ch- earlier chatted about how they were going to go outside and beat up monsters? <laughs> I was just, just, just asking. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> give him a black eye, give him one in the ribs. Because I'm a porter man, isn't it? <laughs> so our subject today, Al, what are we talking about? As you get right now, I'm, I'm I've got my arms and I've got my shoulders hunched over and I'm going mm. like a gorilla. Yeah. Like a masculine gorilla. Um, we're going to be talking about what masculine fatherhood is because I heard the phrase used fairly recently and it just made me wonder like what that really means because surely, well, I think there's a big discussion around what the word masculinity is and what it means, but also around how you would then put that and, in the, you know, how would you ha- define masculine fatherhood versus presumably feminine fatherhood or unmasculine fatherhood. And I, I, I just wondered whether it was worth the conversation. And, and presumably it is because I put this out into dad's net and within an hour we had over 60 comments and it reached over 1600 people. So um, I think that it, I think that it probably is worth yeah. um, discussing. Absolutely. What, what, so if, if I said to you, what, what does masculine mean? Let me just pull up the actual definition and then but I want to know what you think first. What would you say masculinity is? Uh, masculinity, well, for me, instantly, I just think, you, you know, you, you've got to have this, that you have this persona of being strong, of being, well, is, is the word manly right then in that case? Mm. Because, you know, that, that for me, that's what it means. It means a strong individual male. That's what I would say. Yeah. Instantly. Well, it, and I think that that has become, I think that has become the general viewpoint. But according to the definition, I think that that does seem slightly warped. For example, the, the, the definition, according to Google, says that qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of men. Now, I think that that's, a, that's actually, to me, that's quite a good um, definition. But the, the, the grey area is that a characteristic of a man can also be a characteristic of a woman and a woman, a characteristic of a woman can also be a characteristic of a man because I think that where we've gone down the stereotypical route would be that a characteristic of a man is that he never cries or he never shows emotion, for example, which is obviously wrong. Like to me, a characteristic of a man is someone who is in touch with their emotions and that does cry or that can empathize with people. So I think that where we've gone wrong with the word is understanding what is a characteristic of a man more so, you know, do you see what I mean? Like, I think yeah, that's you, where the... Yeah, yeah. But you you can have a masculine man. You can have, you know, a, I don't know, a caring man. It's just, it's just a descriptive word. I, in my mind... You know what I mean? I think, yeah. What would you say you are? 
Well, I would like to say, I, I would say I am a masculine man with a few feminine traits. <laughs> we, no, I, I would say I am, but I don't think that, I think that what people think of that is they just think of the hunched over, you know, bravado and not, you know, not, um, yeah, but do, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think people understand what the word masculinity really means. I think when you throw masculine in with other traits, then I think that's, the, that's more appropriate because... For some people, masculine might mean meathead, <laughs> you know, but for me, it doesn't mean, it, I, I think you can be masculine, but you can also be, you know, caring, you can be loving and you can be, you know, the, I'm. The, there are certain things where I am slightly feminine without doubt, you know, I think you can have all these things, but keeping it just as one descriptive word, I don't think it, it says a lot. No, no, which is why it might be out of date to use. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the, uh, that well, was the question. So what did, what were people saying? Well, most of people said, you know, the, the kind of question poised was, what does what does it mean to be a masculine father? What does masculine mean? Is the term out of date? These kind of questions. And most people said, basically, it's irrelevant. What's wrong with just being a good father? Um, it's not about being masculine. It's about the kids being top of the list in your book. As long as you got that, it doesn't matter how masculine you are. Um someone who doesn't give a stuff about masculinity as long as you're a caring father. Some Someone your kids adore and the biggest gift you can give them is your time. When you have kids, the way you look at things is so different. That's from Rick. Uh, Walter says nothing is an irrelevant term. Um, uh, Donald says very out of date. Traditional masculinity to me is beer drinking, emotionally dead, angry people. My dad wasn't any of these things, and I wouldn't describe him as that. Being a masculine father is sticking about and doing your job. Uh, Stephen says being being able to wrestle a bear in one hand whilst protecting the family from a gang of cowboys. <laughs> being one of the old school the old school man jobs like a coal miner walking in and having dinner on the table hardly any time with the kids and seating in your sitting in your favorite chair with a paper and being fed beer after beer being able to grow a full set of facial hair while, while always having dirt under your nails never crying or showing emotion i yeah. think he's being a little facetious I, I, I think just he's, a little bit yeah, yeah a bit yeah. sarcastic um but there are also times when when you know because i i can there have been times where i don't know i've i've had to do a fence panel in the garden or something like that and i've Maybe at this at one little single point, I'm, I maybe looked like you know, if you squint, the gardener out of Desperate Housewives, or I've done something slightly masculine, <laughs> and and Charlie will Charlie will kind of go, oh, you were very uh, you were very butch and masculine there, and actually for yeah. a moment it makes you feel quite good. It made me you know you, I, I was like oh oh oh, and then I say something after and I totally spoil it, but you yeah. know I, so sometimes it can be a nice thing, you know it can be a little boost for for your confidence in certain situations. Yeah. And I think like the, so this is an interesting um, comment here from a guy called Kevin and there's a big discussion underneath it, but he says, it's an outdated term. I'd agree. What I would say is that a child will get different things from a mother and a father or from two same sex parents. The same applies though, perhaps not to the same degree. So for example, what, what this, what Kevin is saying is that it's okay to acknowledge that there are differences between females and males or mums and dads 
But there's also differences between, you know, if you're in the same, if you've got same sex parents or a same sex relationship, there are still differences between you and your partner. Like one of you might be more emotional than the other. One of you might be stronger than the other. One of you might be more inclined to um, be a yes person than the other and the other's a a no person. So the fact that there are differences is what is important. And I guess there's probably more like if you were re- if you researched it and i'm sure there has research been done but i imagine there are things that are more linked to men than women and things that are more linked to women than men for example um there's a guy called jordan peterson who splits opinion mm. um but he said um he said that females generally according to research are much more um agreeable which is which is like that's researched um I mean, and so things house, like i'm the one that's more agreeable mainly because i just can't be <laughs> no, no, you're agreeable with your wife <laughs> yes charlie yeah yes, charlie. absolutely yeah. yes jen 100%. of course jen yeah no worries whatever you say jen yeah. three yeah. bags full jen. totally you're the boss <laughs> literally you are the boss and the problem is you know that yeah. <laughs> i think it's more generally in life women are more agreeable <laughs> but with our partners yeah but also with this this thing i i um I think when it comes to, you know, men, women, when it comes to men, men, women, women, whatever, you know, your, your setup is, it's all about being a team. And if one mm. is slightly more masculine because they can, whatever, whatever that means, whether it is putting in a, a garden fence or changing a car tire, whatever it is, that's the whole team. That's the team of your setup, isn't it? Yeah. And that's where I think it's a, you know, it's a positive thing that one of you can do stuff. But like, for instance, when I don't know when, let's say if one of the kids falls over or cuts their knee or blah, 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 they'll, they would run to mum because mum is in their mind for whatever reason, mm. probably just a bit more caring and a little bit more, you know, and that's the whole team setup. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, the whole conversation is more about not worrying about whether you're masculine or not masculine or what makes masculine traits but actually just being there for your kids yeah you do you you know and you know being there means being there physically being there means being there emotionally being there means being there in in giving your time and generosity and kindness and love and affection i mean it's like um you know i i kiss ted we kiss all the time Mm. like things like that is just i don't think that that is unmasculine trait it's just me showing affection and him showing affection back it's yeah, it's just it, a father and son bond That's exactly it. <laughs> so um you know the general consensus which i think is probably a, a nice place to finish um for a non-controversial podcast mm. <laughs> is that um be, that just just be dad just yeah. just just be a dad leave it there let's leave it there right next jackie got any new tech Shh, don't tell anyone we're in lockdown at the moment whilst recording this we're not really doing much we're staying at home last week we talked about um the epson ef12 projector because hey let's do movie nights there's nothing else to do uh this week we're going to talk about a coffee machine so i've I've literally gone through everything to try and find what i think is the best most reasonable coffee machine and you know what you know how many are out there it's 
bloody yes. difficult. I'm uh, ready to Google. As soon as you say this, I'm Googling. You've recently just got into coffee, so this this will help you as well. So you may already have a coffee machine, but the one that I think stands out, in my personal opinion, is the Tassimo Bosch My Way 2, all right? So it's the TAS6502 GB. So it's a coffee machine. It's 1500 watt and it's a 1.3 liter. Mm-hmm. Have you got it there? Yeah. So currently on Amazon, down from 140 quid, 139.99 to 114 and nine and 90 pounds. Mm. Your headlines. So um, you can set your temperature, volume, and intensity just the way you like it. As I said earlier, uh, it's got IntelliBrew technology, <clears throat> over seventy drinks from eleven well-known brands, which includes uh, Costa, Kenko, Law, um, Cabris, and there's loads more as well. This is what did it for me. It's got the Brita water filter and a 1.3 litre water tank. So do you remember ages ago, I told you about that kettle that we've got, which is more of a, it looks a bit more like a coffee machine. It's not your average kettle. And we chose it because it had the Britax filters in. So you get cleaner water, no chlorine, blah, blah, blah. It's got an auto shut off feature. It's got a two year manufacturer warranty as well, which is good. So um, the filter, it's the Maxtra, the Brita Maxtra filter cartridges that are used. But do what I do. Go to Amazon and just get the fake ones. They do, other companies do these and they're a lot cheaper. So I just use those. Uh, It's got this filtration technology, which obviously boosts the flavor of your drink. It reduces lime scale massively and the taste is is a lot better. You don't really taste the the chlorine. Mm. Um, What else have we got? Uh, It's got the ability to personalize coffee at the touch of a button with a adjustable temperature, volume, and strength. Now, sometimes, a lot of people you'll find on these forums say that it, the water's not hot enough. With this one, I found out that it's it's spot on. It's good. <laughs> Boiling. Boiling. This okay. burn on my arm yeah. shows that it's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you, if you like your, I don't know, if you like your drink, make Americano, so you want that, just you want a bit more of it. This um, you've got this this button, which is it, it basically you can do it your way. You personalize your drink by, like I said, temperature, volume, intensity. You can store four profiles as well, which is really good. So it's got this memory function, and if you've got everyone's drinks and you go, oh, crikey, what? Oh, you want it that way, or you want it that way? Four little memory presets. So like, Al, you can have one. Jen can have one, mm. and Louis can have one. Just press it away. You go. Auto clean. Does it make lattes? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, well, you just put in the little pods thing, don't you? Uh, Um, Auto-clean. So you can do an auto-clean, which is a greater thing. But here's the best thing, right? So the auto-clean thing, you're not going to have to do as much because you've got the Britax filter, which means the chlorine and the lime scale isn't going in as much. So you have to do it less frequently. Um, They do T-discs. So if you have a Tassimo, you knew that it's a T-disc, which is the IntelliBrew system. So there's a little barcode which reads what that disc is, basically. So that's how they work. Mm. Um, okay, so a few. My only whinges um, are depending on the size of your travel mug. It may not fit because obviously the distance between the spout and the bottom mm-hmm. bit. Um, descaling takes a while, but because of the filter, as I mentioned, you don't have to do it as often. And because of the filter as well, it will take a little longer to fill up. But again, that's what you have to do to get decent tasting filtered water. Uh, in the box, Tasmo machine, instruction, quick guide, cleaning tea disc, and the you get one Brita Maxtra filter cartridge as well. This for me yeah. at 114 quid is, I think, the best coffee machine on the market right now. I don't think that's too bad at all. I think it's great. Like you say, if you need one for like the dad's net office, just throw mm. one of those in there and, and away you go. Yeah. 
I mean, when we're back up and running properly with everybody in the office, that might be better, more, well, more justifiable. No, no, if so, obviously, I'll be in there more as well. Can we just wait till next week when I do the um, the draft uh, beer? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that we're having next to each other. Get get that one in as well. Yeah, yeah. Coffee so before go. midday and uh, beer Beers. after midday. Oh, you're such a shit boss. <laughs> oh, after midday. Oh, okay. It's a bit like Mad yeah, Men. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah, watch exactly. Mad Men, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, right, no, that's our, it. Our, uh, Will um, our productivity will just skyrocket? <laughs> yeah, in the we think it will. It won't. <laughs> oh, that's good. 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 Well, that wraps us up to the end of another episode of the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Remember that you can get in touch via dadsnet.com or on social media at the dadsnet or at JK Jason King. Please make sure you download, subscribe, rate us, share us, tell all your friends, listen more than once. You know, all of that great stuff that really helps us out. Yeah. And until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm nailing those goodbyes at the minute. I I feel bad because I come back and do the final goodbye and I know it's you that should be doing it. I I promise I won't do it next week. 